0: Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter's Out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle. and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. My name. Time for my <laughs> We're going to get for... copyrighted. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Addison, don't come for us. We're huge fans. Hey guys. Hello.
1: I'm obsessed with Addison Rae right now. Yeah. I feel like she's slaying really hard overall.
0: Yeah. I I love her like attitude. I feel like yes. she gets a lot of hate and she's just like, if you're going to hate on me, <laughs> I'm actually going to double down yeah. and, and do it even more. Yeah. Because I feel like she had a lot of flack for it. What was her first song? Obsessed? That was Obsessive also good. Something? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love a lot her. of flack for it though. Anyways, this isn't an Addison Rae podcast. <laughs> although I wish it was. <laughs> this is Two Degrees Hotter podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, Kylie.
1: And I'm Anya. And this week we're talking about something not so fun, but we're going to make it fun and approachable. Yeah. And hopefully you're going to feel stress relief after you listen and do all these things.
0: Yeah, certainly. We are talking student loans, uh, Ooh, specifically. Tomato, tomato. I know. You know who doesn't have student loans probably? Addison, Addison Rae. <laughs> did
1: was... she go to school actually? I
0: think she did. Yeah. LSU or something? Something like that. Yeah. But she definitely made enough to pay off yeah. anything if she did have to take up, take anything out. Anyways, we're not here to... Speculate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're not here to break down her uh, student debt. We're here to break down our student <laughs> debt because we certainly did have to take out loans. Uh, but yeah, if you don't know, we hate to be the ones to break it to you, but federal loans, we have to think about them again. Yeah. So we're going to chat a little bit about what this all means, break down like what it means that now that the, uh, moratorium, is that what it's called? Yeah. I think the that is. The yeah. moratorium is, is officially coming to an end. Uh, we'll Daddy talk. Joe did not come through he for us. <laughs> no, he did not. He certainly it's did the not. the only reason I voted for you, dude. Yeah. Come on. And
1: right down the toilet. <laughs> it's not true. It's not um, the only reason I voted for him, but it was certainly a compelling reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go through our debt plan or debt repayment plan. Mm-hmm. And then we will give some tips on where you can make room in your budget, uh, to start paying your student loans back. Yeah, um, I'm not going to say it's going to be a a good time, but it's going to be a helpful time. Yes. Uh, and we'll try to make it as fun as possible. We'll crack many a jokes. Yeah.
1: I think like the goal with this episode is like, obviously this is a topic that we're all dreading and like would love to pretend is not happening, but unfortunately it do be happening. Mm-hmm. And I think the sooner that we all can kind of like take our power back, know the plan, know what, we're gonna be doing here, how we're gonna make space, whatever, like the sooner we can pretend not to think about it again because it'll just be like that part of our routine. Yeah. So certainly. But yeah, before we do that, we gotta start with the week in review. But if you want to skip that, we will put the timestamp uh in the description. So you can just go ahead to the content if you desire. Uh neither of us have like that much to talk about this week. Yeah. I literally say that like every week and then I talk for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But we we did have auditions for our dance company that we're in on Saturday. And at work, people were confused about it because they were like, aren't you already in? Yes, but you don't get like grandfathered in to the next season. Like you have to re-audition every time.
0: Yeah. And like the, obviously, the longer you're in it, actually, I don't even know if this is true, but it's a little easier to get in once you've like done it one season because now Mm -hmm. people like know who you are. Uh, but that doesn't is. There's no guarantees in this world of dance. Um, it's not that it's not as nepo as you might think. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, so we had auditions. It was a long day. We literally got there at like eight thirty, mm-hmm. and we did not leave until five. after five. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was a very long day. Uh, I always love the like schedule of the day is you check in and then there's a showcase where all of the choreographers for the upcoming season show you a little bit of their dance uh so that you can make an informed decision about what dances you want to audition for and prioritize uh and then they do the auditions by style so the tap audition is normally always first because that's mm-hmm. like pretty quick and dirty getting get out uh and then In past seasons, the hip-hop has been before jazz, but this season they did the jazz contempt audition second, so after the tap, and then hip-hop afterwards. So we did the jazz and contemporary audition. Uh, They teach you a little bit from one of the jazz dances and one of the contemporary dances for the upcoming season, and then you spend some time learning it, and then you perform it in groups of, like, 10 to 11 people, Mm -hmm. I think it was, um... And yeah, I love the choreographer showcase that like is such a highlight. Yeah. I'm like the the biggest low light of the season is in fact the audition itself. Yeah. Uh, I had so many people ask me how they think I did. And I was like, I don't think I have ever. Or how you my... think you did. What did I say? How they think you did. Oh, <laughs> they're like <laughs> awful. <laughs> um, they asked me how I think I did. <laughs> and I was saying, I don't think I've ever left an audition being like, I did so good. Every single mm. time, even if I think to myself, like, oh, I, I did that right. I'm like, "This could have been odds ever, are yeah. I just did the, the wrong choreography altogether. I was just doing something completely different than everyone else. Like, I go into, like, the, you're delusional. There's, mm. there's no way you nailed that. Something definitely went wrong. Um, I think it would be easier to
1: tell if we had a mirror. We don't normally have, like, a super good mm-hmm. mirror for these auditions because they're in, like, a gym or, like, a big space. I think yeah. if I have a mirror, I can, like, objectively feel good. But yeah. without a mirror, I'm like, I don't know what I just did.
0: Yeah. Well, see, I almost like that. Like, mm. ignorance is bliss no. for me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, if I don't, because if I do feel good, I don't want to catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and be <laughs> like, like never what is that? that. <laughs> um, but I, I, like, always leave auditions being like, you know, it happened. there. Even yeah. though I don't feel good, there's actually nothing that I can do in this present moment to change the outcome. And so now we just not think about it until results come out and by that i mean think about it just constantly until yeah. results come out but act like i'm not thinking about it.
1: And i think the crazy thing about i mean i guess you could say this for most i don't know situations where you're kind of like proving yourself but like with dance it's crazy cuz you literally we spend like all day there to audition for like a, like a few minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we're only actively dancing for probably like a minute. <laughs> yeah. In front of the judges and it's like I don't know. I feel like yes, like in a job interview and stuff, it's like you do have a limited time to prove yourself, but at least it's like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like just kind of crazy how you do all this prep and you know, you plan your outfit and you come prepared and you do all of this thinking, and then it all comes down to like such a short amount of time. Yeah. It's like kind of crazy mentally, but um, yeah, we'll see. But that was pretty much the main occurrence this week was a lot of like prep and just going into that and doing that. Yeah. And other than that, I kind of have like a big not a big dance week, but just kind of like a a lot of unusual dance occurrences this week. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching at a studio tomorrow night, which I don't do. This might be the first time that I've ever taught at a studio that I didn't like know people at. Because mm. like I, I teach my peers a good amount, but I don't normally teach like dance students. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that'll be kind of interesting, and then. I'm going to a Nutcracker info sesh on Wednesday. I'm trying to be a party parent. Wish me luck, guys. Hell yeah. All I want to do is be in the party scene. So fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, So yeah, a lot of like lining stuff up for the next few months, I guess.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's going to be a dance-filled fall and winter. Always is. Always is. In a dance-filled spring. And some may even argue a dance-filled summer. A dance-filled life. Yes. I'm I'm never stopping. Do you... um, of the woman on TikTok, she's like in her late. 50s. Yes, Kim. Yes. Kim Hale. Honestly, <laughs> she's honestly, so slay. That's that's what I'm trying to be. No, seriously. She is like she's like 50, 56, 57 yeah. or something like that. And she still actively dances, like does books like professional gigs, uh, and is just an absolute icon and a sleigh and proves that we actually never have to stop dancing ever if we don't want to. Yep. Um so shout out to her. But yeah, as for me I don't really have much more to add to auditions other than the night before auditions. I didn't have any plans and I figured what better way to spend my night than having a little rot night. Uh, so if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about how to have a successful rot day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about how if you don't have like a full day to set aside to uh, just like relaxing and not really committing to doing anything. um traditionally productive, you can absolutely set aside at night. So that was the case. It was a Friday. So obviously I did have to work during the day, boo. Uh, but at night I got myself a frozen pizza and some ice cream. I made the pizza. I finally watched the Summer I Turned Pretty finale because I hadn't seen that. And I ate my ice cream and I like lit candles all around my room and literally laid in the dark. It was so nice. Mm, that's a mood. Um, I also did that after auditions. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't light, light the candles though. I just laid in the dark. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good rot night for sure. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. Um, and I think it was exactly the rest that I needed uh, to go into Auditions. I did have a little bit of a health scare after auditions, but we're on the up and up. So we're on antibiotics. We're on antibiotics, and we're moving and grooving. Um, Modern medicine, man, it's actually. I was saying to Anya, like it's in, it's magic. Like yeah. it's actually insane. I not even thirty six hours ago was in critical condition. Not uh-huh. actually, but dramatically, <laughs> literally in the ICU. People yeah. are like, oh my god, no, no, that's not true um but I wasn't doing too hot and then I got on antibiotics shout out to the minute clinic Mm -hmm. and now now we're we're cruising so yeah that's it for me
1: nice yeah I guess I technically had a rot night after auditions but it was so rot that I didn't even perceive it to be rot
0: yeah it was more decay yeah dissociate (laughs) yeah 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 decay
1: <laughs> not a rot night you're already it's yeah decaying yeah night. you yeah. Have, you have rotted yeah yeah um, I slept 12 hours I went to bed at 10 and I woke up at 10.
0: I'm like I wish I could see the scene <laughs> <laughs> no but then I I actually took a two-hour nap on Sunday and I couldn't even tell you the last time I was over Zach's and he was like I've never seen you pass out like that in the middle of the day and I was like well now you have dance it. will do
1: it yeah all right let's get into our favorites So, I have adopted a new emotional support water bottle. And that's not to say I'm abandoning the Hydro Flask or the Stanley. It's just to say I'm adding a new member to the family.
0: Certainly.
1: And that new member is an Mm Owala. Has anyone heard of an Owala? Raise your hand if you've heard. I'm raising my hand. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, They're all the rage. Yeah. And what makes them really different is two things. One, it has a straw spout yeah and a gulp spout yes look up a picture um but it's nice because you have options like I normally use the straw spout but if Mm. I'm ever really like trying to gulp it's an option and I do like that yeah and then uh pro number two is that it this is like the best part the whole straw gets covered by like a cap Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't get like nasty in your bag because that was kind of my thing with the hydro flask like I did have the lid that became a straw but it was like still exposed yeah so like when i put it in my dance bag among like all my sweaty stuff i was kind of like this is kind of ick and like theoretically with it you know just like being out in the world like at the gym or whatever it could be like accumulating dust and sweat and yeah (laughs) so i like that you can hide away the straw um and they come in really cute colors yeah and they're cheaper than any of the competitors yeah so i'm a big fan i got um two of the 24 ounce ones but I feel like the 36 ounce and or what is it? 32 ounce mm-hmm. and 40 ounce are yeah. my future.
0: Yeah. I have the 40 ounce. It's literally sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. I have like the classic Stanley, like I think it's called like the Qu- adventure. The quencher. quencher or something yeah. Like that. Um, the one that has like the tumbler straw. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously those cannot go in a bag. Um, yeah. Cause they leak everywhere. Uh, but I also do have a... Stanley, like travel water bottle, like that's meant to go in bags, and that one also leaks. Miss Stanley, literally, every time I put that in my bag, let me know why all my stuff gets soaked. They did not nail it. I was kind of like, you know, I'm sort of over it. The whole point of me buying that water bottle was so that I could put it in my bag and not have to carry it when I go places, Uh, and I was just having to carry it when I go places. And you know who hasn't leaked on me? Oh walla. Oh walla hasn't leaked on me. Yeah. And for 40 ounces, Anya and I were talking, like it's a pretty like compact.
1: It's got a slim form factor. Yeah, yeah.
0: She's slim. She's slim. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I like, feel fits like some, most
1: things. Like comparing it to the Stanley, which is also 40, like right yeah. next to each other, like it's way more hefty.
0: Yeah. The Stanley is way yeah, more yeah, hefty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan. I want to get a 32 ounce one. But they're no. like
1: uh, they're actually pretty affordable, so I don't yeah. feel crazy. Like I feel like with Flasks, it kind of felt crazy to have like multiple because they're like fifty dollars. But the Owala's are like I'm pretty sure I got mine for like twenty two
0: each or something. That makes sense because the forty one I got for thirty.
1: Yeah, like it's so reasonable. Yeah, you can get them at Whole Foods, Target, Amazon, or I got mine from the Owala website itself because they were having a back to school sale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. I, it's funny because multiple people had tried to convince me to get one, like in the past few months and I was always like I don't need another water bottle like it's just consumerism I don't want to like jump on that train whatever
0: yeah and then I ordered
1: one I was like I get it yeah I will I too will preach the good news about Mm -hmm. Owala.
0: yeah I am now a Stanley Quencher at home because nothing Mm -hmm. nothing beats the the handle you can bop around especially as like work from home girlies it's nice but Miss Owala is my travel. She comes with me everywhere I go. And I, like I said, I'm probably going to get the 32 ounce to have, because I think I'm going to make this one my dance water bottle. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be good to have 40 ounces at dance because you're working and sweating. And then I'll do like the 32 for my like other, (laughs) other (laughs) activity, any other time I
1: do an activity. I do like also that we said they're slim, but they do fit. At least the one that I have fits in my car cup holder. Yes, which is a pro because my hydro flask, like I had like the wide mouth one and it didn't. pop, yeah. So
0: I actually don't know if this one tips in on a cup, I don't, cup
1: holder. I don't know about that one. The forty I ounce. So. I have a small cup holder in general too.
0: Yeah, but that's okay because it doesn't leak, so you can just throw it in your bag. You so know, you true. Put it in the cup holder. Ah, oh, they really thought of everything. Mm-hmm. They're too good. Uh, believe it or not, my favorite is not the Walla <laughs> water bottle, even though it may sound like it is. Uh it's ritual vitamins. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. I freaking wish ritual for a listening. Uh, but I decided to try these out because was it you that was talking about how you like started taking vitamins?
1: Yeah, I think I made vitamins my favorite a few weeks yeah, ago.
0: Yeah, and then that made me think to myself, I haven't taken a vitamin in yeah. years. Yeah. Um <laughs> so I should probably do that. And I was looking around, it was on the market, and I've seen, I mean, if you're on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube influencers get sponsored by Ritual all the time. And so I was like, you know what? They had them on Amazon. Let me try really? them out. Yeah. Huh.
1: I, didn't, I wouldn't have. I thought they were very like direct to consumer.
0: No, they're on Amazon. They probably were in the past, mm-hmm. but now they're on Amazon. Um. So I ordered them and they're just, they're so pretty. Number one, yeah, which yeah, is pretty. not a reason to buy vitamins. But honestly, when I was doing my research, they weren't that much more expensive mm-hmm. than like other brands of women's multivitamins. Like these, I think I paid like $30 for them. And anytime I was looking, they were it the other brands were in like the $15 to $30 range. Mm. So I was like, okay, I don't actually feel that irresponsible spending this much. And then they have this little tablet in them that's not obviously not a vitamin, uh, but it's like mint infused, so it makes all of the tablets taste like mint. But they are like hills, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, so that's the only thing is I, I wish they had a gummy. Yeah, no, be I, a I
1: don't, I literally don't think I could do it. It's already yeah. hard for me to like eat in the morning. I don't think I could make myself swallow a pill.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have an issue with swallowing pills. In fact, I used to dry swallow pills all the time. Which
1: that's wild. A crazy thing. I used to like sit there crying because I couldn't take medicine. Like I really? would, there were times when I was younger that I had to go to the pharmacy and have them turn whatever I was prescribed into a liquid because I could not do My it. God. Like I could not swallow it. My mom made me practice with like
0: M&M's. <laughs> not names. Uh, did you know that if you tilt your head down it it's helps? easier yeah which know. is like not my intuitive. gag reflexes too strong oh, <laughs> um did you ever as a kid get the like pink antibiotic liquid pepto no it was it's like a, a uh, prescription antibiotic. Mm, I don't know. And you would have to do it, you would do it in a little syringe. I don't know about that. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, please respond. I'll I'll make that the question of this episode, <laughs> which will confuse everyone. But that shit was so good. It's, mm. I, literally the only perk, I would like, get sick, and then I'd go to the doctor and they'd be like, we're prescribing you this, and we'd get it home, and I'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> now we're rocking and rolling. Um, but I I feel like you probably did have it, though, especially if you weren't great with yeah. pills because it is a liquid. Um, but, yeah, so I enjoy I enjoy the Ritual Vitamins.
1: And you can just do the subscribe and save and make yeah. sure you never run out. Yeah, so true. That is the nice part. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be back to talk about student loans. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine.
0: In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights.
1: We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor
0: too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world.
1: Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration Today using Promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. All right, we're back, and unfortunately, we are ready to talk about student loans. So, as we all know and are probably actively avoiding thinking about, (laughs) that's what I was doing. Yeah. um, The federal student loan pause officially ends, or by the time this comes out, ended on August 31st, which means. It's time to make room in our monthly budgets for an extra bill. Everyone's are gonna be a different amount.
0: Yeah, depending on how much uh how, how many loans. Yeah, how, how many loans. how much they
1: were for. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough because we can't give like super specific advice, not knowing what yours is. But yeah. We know what ours are. Yeah. So we're gonna talk through just like what this even means, some action items that you should take if you haven't, you know, looked into this at all yet. And then um what we're going to do and some suggestions for ways to make room. So I feel like this is actually
0: a pretty, pretty like value add episode Oh, from us. Certainly. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um But first let's break down what all of this uh even means. Yeah. So, if you're like,
1: I haven't thought about this. Well, we literally haven't thought about it since college. Like that's the problem yeah. since we've been graduated in 2020. Like this has this, not yeah. been a thing. Yeah. So. And,
0: and I'm no like. Why do I miss it? Yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> like,
1: you're telling me they've managed to go three years without it and they still need it? Yeah. Be so for real right yeah. now. You don't like, need
0: it. That's you're fake. fine. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, being fake. We literally made this all up. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when we're talking about student loans here, we are talking about the federal loans. So if you have private loans through, you know, the devil herself, Sally Mae, or any other, I don't know, any other private loan. That's what mine were through. Uh, those unfortunately are business as usual. I am so sorry. Uh, but the end of the pause means that interest on your current, um, what is the balance? Yeah. Is the term I'm looking for? Yeah. It was um, a term. Principle. Principle. Thank you. Uh, so that means that starting on September 1st, interest based on your current principal will start accruing again. Um, and loan servicers will generate billing statements later in September with the first monthly payment being due in October. So for example, I have AidVantage uh, and my first payment is due October 13th. So Aid Advantage or AidVantage, whatever, yeah. is your
1: student loan servicer. servicer. Yes. That's the f- glossary. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I have Ed Financial. So something we're going to get into is the fact that everyone has a different like servicer. If you haven't looked into who yours is, that's a good thing to do and mine is due the 27th. So like everyone's different.
0: I'm like, mine is due literally the day before my birthday. That's true. Uh, My 26th birthday when I'll then have to go on my own insurance. (laughs) The universe really said, wake up. Thanks. (laughs) Love it.
1: So like we said, there's some action items that you can take right after you finish listening to this before your loans start back up uh, just to kind of set yourself up for success, not create like last minute stress. So yeah, first of all, get up to date info on your student loan servicer. So You literally might not even know who this was i like had to look it up recently and a bunch of the servicers have changed uh or like switched over since the pause started so like i know for a fact before the pause started i had a different one and i literally Mm -hmm. have gone through like four different ones like during the moratorium i want to say like i've gotten emails being like your fund is now with this like your payments are now with this so just figure out who your loans live with now basically how it works is like the government contracts these groups to be like hey Like, we need the money back, but, like, you guys are going to be the ones to, like, collect it. Yeah. So this is, like, the contracted loan servicers that the government hires to do this work on their behalf. So figure out who yours is. Um, And you might not pay through the same portal as you did in the past if you paid, you know, before the pause started. And the way to check who yours is is at studentaid.gov. We'll have that linked in the description. Um, But that's the way to kind of double check, like, how much you owe and who to go through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like Anya said, she had her switch a couple of times. Mine was originally under a servicer called OSLA. Uh, and then I got emailed a couple of months back that it was switching to AidVantage. So that's another thing. Double check your email to make sure that there's nothing uh, in there that says that your servicer has switched. I think studentaid.gov will know regardless. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, And then the next thing that you can do is update your contact information with your current loan servicer and with the Department of Education at studentaid.gov uh, so that you can receive important info about your plan and make sure that you don't miss anything like your servicer changing. changing. Mm-hmm.
1: Next step is to evaluate kind of what your repayment options look like. There are a couple of like more flexible plans that we're going to talk about in case You know, you paying your monthly minimum as it's set up isn't feasible for you. So I'm definitely not an expert on this, but I know Biden recently announced this thing called the save plan, Mm -hmm. which his administration is calling the most affordable student loan repayment plan ever. Like we shouldn't even need those in the first place, dude, but whatever. Um, so it's an income-driven repayment plan. So there's lots of those uh, like there. options, yeah. yeah. And basically, it'll calculate the payments based on your income and family size instead of based on your loan balance. And then it will forgive remaining balances after a certain number of years. I assume that's many years, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: that's probably like twenty plus. Yeah,
1: but um, good to kind of evaluate if you are like eligible for that plan and if it might yeah. be something that you want to like take advantage of. And then mm-hmm. there's a couple other ways to. Kind of save on a monthly payment as well
0: yeah you can also consolidate your loans via the federal direct consolidation program uh, to become eligible for student loan forgiveness under the idr so that's that income driven repayment uh, account adjustment you should do this by december 31st 2023 so by the end of this year apply for this if you're interested in consolidating your loans and then borrowers seeking loan forgiveness through PSLF, so that's um public, public service. service. Yeah, I don't know what the LF stands for. Loan forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> figured it out. Uh, should certify their public service employment before the end of the year as well. So if you work in public service, uh, you can. I don't. I don't know if it affects your monthly payment. But it definitely, I think it maybe can, but yeah, if after 10 years, it'll just
1: forgive forgive whatever,
0: yeah, your remaining balances. I'm
1: actually eligible for that, but me paying my monthly minimums would pay off my loans within 10 years. Uh, So like, it doesn't make a difference, but like where I work is eligible because I work at a 501c3. I work at a nonprofit, mm -hmm. which does fall under that umbrella. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's nonprofits, maybe like schools, Yeah. uh, Peace Corps, I think like that kind of stuff. So if you're in like any field like that and you want to look into it. Um, you just need to like, you need to need to know your employer's EIN number or like federal ID, and then you can put it in there that you work there. Um, and I think it'll kind of start the clock of like, once you hit 10 years. So like, I'll do it just in case. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it'll really benefit me. Um, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I (laughs) I guess that's it. I can't remember. So nice. Yeah. So now we're going to talk a little bit about our approaches to paying off our personal student, federal student loans. Yes. As a disclaimer, this is not financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't catch that yet, we're definitely not experts. Yeah. This is just us sharing our plans based on our limited knowledge. We're just girls, you know? Yeah. These are our
0: lived experiences. Yeah. And what we've researched and been told is the right way to go about it. And we're also open to, I'm open to advice at least. Yeah. If you, if you know something better. Yeah. If you
1: work in, you know, finance or something, you want to hit me up. Yeah. But yeah, in general, it's like so hard to know what the right thing to do is in these situations. Um, It's, I'm kind of switching around how I writ, wrote this here, but I think it's like helpful context to say that like, I'm, I'm, it's very much of my nature to be debt free. Like mm-hmm. I really hate the idea of having debt and like, for example with my car like I could have financed it I chose to pay for it in cash because I could and just like didn't want to think about it and I know that doesn't always set you up to be like the smartest financial decision actually is like to pay in all cash for things or to pay in bulk for things it actually normally over time makes more sense to like go with a payment plan because your yeah. money is like worth more in your pocket um so as tempted as I am to just like pay this off and not think about it I know that that's like not the smart financial approach right now mm-hmm. so it's like a mindset shift that I have to make because I just don't like being weighed down by like financial commitments on an ongoing basis so yeah. like if it were up to me like I would I would like pay everything in full mm-hmm. uh if I had the money and like could I just really hate like financing things in general um but like I said I know that it's like the better thing to do at least from what I've learned recently yeah So it could change, but as of right now, my approach is to make my minimum payments every month. And this is, um, it's good to know I don't have private loans. So these are my only loans. So your approach might be different if you have both. Um, But right now my approach is to make my minimum payments every month and then consider contributing a larger chunk of money when I do have extra income coming in, like my annual bonus, for example, things like that. And this is for a couple reasons. The first being told that I was, told your approach should kind of differ based on if your loans are fixed or variable interest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, You can also see this web info on like that website, the.gov website that we're going to have linked. But I was like, literally what does this even mean? So a fixed rate financing means that you kind of locked in the interest rate on your loan whenever you first got it. So yeah. like when you first got your loan, let's say it was you know 2017 when you were in college or 2019 or whatever, whatever the rate was then that's what you're locked into a variable rate financing is where the interest rate can change based on like the current index so it's more ideal in general to have a fixed rate loan assuming that the interest rate was good when you got the fixed rate yeah <laughs> which in our situation it was like yeah. pre 2020 the rates were the federal rates at least were decent considered like compared to the environment now so yeah. I checked and mine are all fixed, which is good. And mine are all in the three to 5% range, which is considered good in this environment. So it makes sense for me to continue taking the extra income that I have coming in and investing it where I know I'm going to make higher returns than that three to 5% range, hopefully. Um, And just, you know, hopefully my returns exceed the interest, um, the fixed interest, if that makes sense. So yeah. that's mainly my logic is to stick to that minimum payment and like make money investing that can hopefully contribute towards this instead of just like paying a lump sum. Yeah. Um, plus this could be DeLulu, (laughs) but I still have some faith, some faith, just a teeny bit of faith that a bigger like forgiveness plan could come along. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's probably a little bit DeLulu, but I think if we continue to have like a democratic president, they, that conversation could come back around so like selfishly, I also don't want to pay everything down if there's any potential that that 10k yeah. conversation could come back around. Even 5k. I'm yeah. i
0: i selfish. Yeah.
1: So like, I also don't want to pay a lump sum right this minute because I'm like, what if like end of next year, they're like, actually we can do this. Or like yeah. it does pass, you know? So I'm also going to like drag my feet a little bit to like feel it out. Again, might be delusional. You might be cringing and being like, that's over. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just feel like you can't. You can't make that such a big like policy thing and then just completely drop it. You know what I mean? I feel like they're going to have to find like some pathway to do something
0: more. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So for me, I guess I wanted to start with number one, if you are in a position where you have both private and federal loans, I know we're talking about federal loans here specifically, but if you have both, I would highly, highly, highly recommend prioritizing your private loans um, because those have at least in our case, almost triple the interest rate. Like mm-hmm. I had, I was very fortunate that I was able to pay off my private loans in this sort of three years that we didn't have to worry about federal loans. Um, but I had loans that were up in like the 12% interest rate, crazy. which is criminal. Yeah. Um So obviously you still need to make your minimum payments for both of those types of loans every month. But like any extra income, like Anya was saying, like bonuses, uh, tax returns, things like that, I would put them over to your private loans, over your federal loans, so you can get those paid off Mm -hmm. as fast as possible. Um, And then as far as my federal loan repayment plan, uh, so mine are also fixed interest, which I actually hadn't looked at. So thank you, Anya.
1: I don't know if that's a norm for federal loans. Like yeah, maybe, maybe that's either. always the case. I'm not sure, but there was like a field to check if it was fixed or variable. So maybe there yeah. are situations
0: where it could be. So yeah. Double check yours. Yeah. Well, and all of my private loans were variable. So that was mm-hmm. love. They're like 12% and guess what? Tomorrow it could be 13. Yeah. I say it could be nine. Ugh. Um, but it does look like all of my federal loans are fixed in that three to 5% interest range. So great. Um, and then I'm sort of moving forward looking at my repayment plan. I I'm like budgeting per paycheck for mm-hmm. my repayment plan, so I'll explain. Uh my company does a bi-monthly payroll, so you know like bi weekly com- I guess. No, it's bi- yeah. I only So is get it always two- the 1st oh, and the 15th. I, it's the 15th and the 30th. I'm okay, 15th, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so some p- places you'll get a paycheck every 2 weeks, so that means there's some months where you get two paychecks or three paychecks, I should say. Um, But that's not the case for me. I always only get two paychecks every month. So for one of those paychecks, I'll just pay out whatever my minimum balance is directly to Advantage and get that, you know, squared away. And then for my other paycheck, I will put the minimum balance into the minimum balance that I owe on my loan. So say you log into your servicer and it says you have to pay $100 a month for your loans. Then one of my paychecks, I'll pay that $100 to a advantage. The other paycheck, I'm going to put that $100 into a high-yield savings account because um, I already have one open from saving up to pay a big lump sum towards my loans once this moment came. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took a lot of money out of that to pay said lump sum, uh, and now I want to rebuild it again. And then I'm thinking about once a quarter, whatever I end up saving, uh, I'll just- Mm. my loans with that. So it's kind of double whammy. Yeah. It's like a happy medium between it's still going to don't worry, it's still going to take me plenty of time to uh, pay them off, but it's kind of accelerating that, um, that process. And then like Anya said, I'll allocate, you know, bonuses, tax returns, any like extra income that comes in. However, that may be to my loans as well. But yeah, I also struggle a lot with it being like pretty beneficial to have debt. Like it Mm -hmm. actually even helps like your credit score to have debt and to be repaying it. That's like, that's the key there. It's you have to have debt and you have to be repaying that debt responsibly. Um, Even though it feels really scary, but I'm also trying to keep like a bigger picture in mind and like focus on the fact that I do eventually want to own a car and a house and that's going to also create debt. So Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be like, I don't really want to have significant student loan debt when I'm looking to take out a mortgage on a house. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I would rather be aggressive with paying with my loans, paying for my loans now um, to make room for other debt in the future. Yeah.
1: And it's like it's like a mindset shift of like having debt can be a good thing. Like, Yeah. You know, I, and again, I struggle with this because I'm very like risk averse yeah. <laughs> in general. But it's like... <laughs> you know, having debt means that like you had credit score good enough for banks to loan you money to get a house or do whatever, get an education or do whatever important thing in your life, you know? Yeah. Not everyone can lump sum a house, for example, like it's one thing to lump sum your loans or a car, but like a house that's like not possible for most people. So yeah, yeah. like it is an important and often necessary part of life, but it's really taking everything in me to not just make one mega transfer and call this thing over. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, we're working on it. It's a mindset shift. It's going
0: to be okay. It's going to be fine.
1: (laughs) So now we're going to talk about how to make room in your budget for this new expense. You know, we've all operated since 2020 with having this extra, I don't know what the range for people is like.
0: I feel like anywhere between like 100 and 500. Yeah.
1: Like we've all operated with like having this extra hundreds of dollars in our pocket for the last couple of years. And so it's going to be an adjustment to have to make the space to contribute that elsewhere. Um, And yeah, so we're just going to talk through some tactics that you can try some things that you can incorporate into your finance routine and, you know, broken record, but really start with reviewing your current budget and identify where you can potentially cut back or reduce spending to make room for the new expense so I think it can kind of start, it can help by, it can, What do I, it can help to start. Is that the order of the words I want? I need you to finish the sentence. It can, it can be helpful to start with prioritization. Does that sentence make sense?
0: It does. Okay. Ha- I'm like, your sentence is grammatically correct, but it's wordy. And
1: what do you do? You know no. About? Yeah. So Whatever that is. Okay. Um, a good first step. If you're like, I don't know where to start prioritize your expenses yes. list your expenses in order of priority so there's like essential things that have to you have to pay for right yeah. what is that housing yep utilities yep groceries Yep. transportation certainly those need to come first those are non-negotiable items however non-essential stuff like entertainment dining out little shopping little mm-hmm. treats While still essential, (laughs) those can come further down the list. So, kind of, I would start there if you're like overwhelmed at this idea. Just like list out, like, okay, what are the categories of things I literally cannot cut out of my budget, and what are the things that I could like reasonably make a dent in?
0: Yeah, Uh, and remember to put your student loans in the essential category. I hate to I hate to break it to you. I'm so so sorry. It does have to go at the top. Um, The next one is to cut discretionary spending. So, work to temporarily temporarily reduce or eliminate. That non-essential spending. Uh, so this might include things like eating out, your subscription services, various entertainment, impulse purchases, um, little treats. Mm-hmm. It don't and don't go crazy. They're, we're not making the argument that you're not going to be able to pay off your student loans if you buy avocado toast. That's not Ugh. that's not the goal. No, but the goal is to just like be a little more uh, intentional and thoughtful with the purchases that you're making in the non-essential category to save money uh to put towards your student loans mm-hmm.
1: the next tip is you can try to negotiate some of your bills i i personally have never been brave enough to try this yeah, no me neither but apparently like some of those you know service things like the internet phone insurance like Not all those things are as like set in stone as you might think. Like apparently you can kind of negotiate those things. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can literally just like call them and try to negotiate a better rate or explore options to reduce your bills if you're not using all the services or things like that. For example, Um, I saw a TikTok where this girl basically called up her like Wi-Fi network and threatened to switch networks. (laughs) And like through the conversation, they ended up cutting her bill down to like a quarter of what it was before just because they like they would rather retain a customer for something then like lose them completely.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so like even small savings in these areas can add up over time. It's a monthly expense. It's coming up every month. So yeah. like, this is, I'm kind of like, should I call, should I yeah. call Verizon Fios right now? Like, yeah. I really don't want to do this, <laughs> but, um, if you're brave, it, you can cut yeah. one of those monthly subscription things, which would be nice. Be nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is to meal plan and cook at home. Uh, so cooking at home is almost always cheaper than eating out, which is a sad realization to come to, but it's the truth. Uh, so planning your meals, buying your groceries strategically, and preparing your own meals can really help you save money, but you can make it fun. Get yourself a cookbook. Try to explore new recipes. I, go online. Like There's tons of free mm-hmm. websites that you can get recipes from. Um and there's i like I even sometimes will look up like take out like inspired inspired yeah. yeah, if that's what you're craving uh and who knows you might find a new recipe that you love making um I think this can be especially fun if you like live with like friends or a partner and you guys can make it like a part of your like hangout mm-hmm. slash date night to make uh fun meals and then you always have leftovers, which is like the best part, yeah, um, so
1: yeah. Yeah, and I actually, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I noticed that um, the library always has a lot of cookbooks. Mm. And I actually feel like a cookbook is a great thing to get from the library because obviously you could reach a point where, like, you exhaust all the recipes. Yeah. Or all the ones you're interested in, at least. Yeah. Um, So that's an option. And in general, going to the library is a very good budget-friendly thing to do. So true. Because you don't have to buy the books. You can just read the books. True. Or, you know, the DVDs. Not the DVDs. I feel like they still have those. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Our next tip is around public transportation and carpooling. So we know, like, obviously not everywhere that you might be listening to this has a public transportation
0: option. Yeah,
1: option, which is too bad. It's too damn bad. Everywhere should have public transportation. True. But if that's not the case where you live, you can consider carpooling to try to reduce your transportation costs, even if it's just carpooling to work somewhere that you go often. I know I'm always trying to carpool with people to dance. If I can't take public transportation there, mm-hmm. uh, save on that parking, you know, it's expensive here in Boston. Yeah. And yeah, take the T um, figure out if there's a route that could be cheaper. Don't always like just default to like, Oh, I'm going to Uber there. Cause that can really add up. Unfortunately. Yeah. But also stay safe
0: if like, yeah,
1: use your yeah. best judgment. Obviously you staying safe is worth I was going to say
0: that's when it becomes <laughs> that's when you can put the uber into an essential category. Yeah, so true, so true. Um the next tip is to sell unused items. I feel like this is something people did a lot like at the height of the pandemic cuz mm-hmm. we were all just stuck Having to with all of our stuff, with all of our things. Um, So, declutter your living space and sell items you no longer need. I know I'm sure that you feel the same. It's a lot of the time clothing Mm -hmm. that, you know, if there's something that you've kept in your closet, thinking to yourself, next summer is the summer I'm going to wear it. And it's been nine summers since you first told yourself that you can, you could probably make money off of it because you haven't worn it. Uh, So, it's still in great condition. So look into Poshmark, Depop, eBay, Facebook Marketplace is great, especially if you're doing like furniture. And I feel like you can make like I know you're not making like a profit per se, but I feel like a lot of the times you're selling stuff that like
1: some cost. Yeah. Like you've (laughs) made
0: back the money you spent on that item. So it's like, yeah. It feels like a profit to, to gain money from selling it.
1: And I need to like get in a better mindset about selling my stuff. I feel like I just always have had this like not true perspective where I'm like, it's not worth my time to like mm. list everything and like package it up and mail it out. But it's like, it probably would be if I actually just did it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm noodling on that. Um, The next tip is around making additional income. So this whole time we've kind of been talking about ways that you can save, save money and cut expenses, but let's say you don't want to do that. You're enjoying the lifestyle you have now. Same. You can go ahead and try to side hustle or freelance. So if you have skills or hobbies that can kind of be turned into like a side gig, you could consider freelancing, taking up a part-time job and that extra income can help offset the new expense. Even things like you might not even realize you can offer as like paid services. Like maybe you're really good at like writing. Maybe you could do copywriting on like Fiverr. Like you don't have to be like an established expert to like offer your freelance services in addition to like whatever your current job is. Um, And, of course, there's always the option of, like, trying to make money with, like, micro-influencing, nano-influencing. Not everyone wants, like, a side hustle. And I think I've seen a lot of discourse lately, like, kind of dispelling that, like, everyone should have a side hustle. Like, everyone's kind of like, what if I just want to, like, do my job and that's it, which is, like, very valid. Um, But if you feel you can't reduce your spending, then I would say this is, like, really the only option. You just got to make more money. Yeah, true. (laughs)
0: The next one is to review your subscriptions. So look at your subscription services like streaming platforms, magazines, memberships that you may have, uh, and cancel the the ones that you aren't using frequently. Uh, There is an app and I cannot, I'm going to look it up actually.
1: Yeah, there's definitely an app that can like list all of your subscriptions, like looks at your bank account, Um, especially like the gym guys. I feel like I had a gym membership that I was not consistently using at all that I was paying for. Pretty nice to have $50 back a month. I bet. (laughs)
0: Rocket Money? Mm. Does that sound right? I don't know. I know Mint is Mm -hmm. like a general budgeting app. So that shows you all of your spending, but I'm sure that it has. I can actually, I have Mint. So I can look and see if it has a subscription category, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it does.
1: Yeah, there's definitely an app for that. Or just like keep an eye on your you know, billing statements statements and see. Um, But yeah, things like if you're paying for like both Spotify and Apple Music, just like little things like that do add up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, The next tip is you can consolidate your debt. So if you have other debts, you can consider consolidating them to potentially lower your interest rates, reduce monthly payments. Um, This is especially good to consider if your interest rate is variable or like a bit higher um, and that could free up some funds for these payments. Yeah, true.
0: And then our last tip, we talked about this in our most recent finance episode, Mm -hmm. I think, but it's automating your savings and consider setting up a dedicated account for your student loan. So I kind of talked about this in my own repayment plan, but set up automatic transfers from your checking account into a separate savings account dedicated to your student loan payments to ensure that you are prioritizing this expense. It's kind of the idea that like, if you never see the money hit your checking account, like mentally- you mm-hmm. just don't think of it as money that you have to spend. Um, and I would recommend doing it into a high yield savings account because as you build up that account, it'll pay interest towards it. Like I have my emergency fund. I'm getting upwards of $30 to $40 deposited into it every single month mm-hmm. from having it in there. Um, and I use Ally. And the nice thing about being in a uh, pretty mid-economic climate is that interest rates go through the roof for high yield savings accounts. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know what the science is, but I get an email like literally every other week from Ally saying that uh, my interest rate is going up. It's like in the 4% right now. So definitely look into that. Ally is like super free and easy to use. I can leave a link in the um, episode notes for you to use it. But, or you can also just do it through a regular one, but I'm like, make your money work for you. You know what I
1: mean? Or if you're considering it like more of a long-term Putting aside of money, like if you know you're not going to need access to that specific money for a set of months or years, you can also consider just like investing it in the market, which will get you even higher returns. But know that obviously it's a little less liquid, as they say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're, (laughs) if you're like me and want to do a, you know, quarterly or even like biannually, I feel like that's not. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're like, let me try just saving up for five years and then I'll hit my loans and Mm -hmm. see where I'm at and hit my loans. Then, then I think, yeah, investing is uh, the way to go. But that, that's everything we have. I feel like, I feel like we covered a lot of ground Mm in a decent amount of time. Everyone's like, we actually hated this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually retained nothing. Nothing you said made sense at all,
0: but that's okay. As long as just one singular thing made sense, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, it, it, this helped me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling a lot of existential dread over this. And now I'm like, "This we can do this. Yeah. this As, there's a plan. Yeah.
1: Um, One thing that we didn't mention is that you can set up auto repayments. Yes. Which I did. So
0: now it'll just pull out of my account every yeah. month on the 27th. I can't remember if I did, actually. I definitely didn't because I paid... Way more than my mm. minimum payment. So I should go in and do that for yeah. future payments.
1: I did it for myself. I like I have a calendar reminder, so I'll know that it's coming, but I just feel like I don't want to miss it ever. So I was like, yeah, you take it. <laughs> yeah, take it. Please. It's not mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's another tip we didn't mention, but yeah. that's an option. But yeah, that's about it. So if you liked this episode, please let us know. You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. On Apple Podcasts, you can write us a review. On Spotify, you can respond to like individual episodes. And we always like publish your responses. So yeah. if you want to be, you know, if you want to get some publicity on yeah, the page. True. Um, except there was like a few that just made no sense. We didn't publish. Yeah, sorry.
0: So sorry. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, you can submit comments to our anonymous suggestion box, follow us on Instagram, all that fun stuff. And with that, we will be back next week with another episode. Bye guys.